minutes left in Super Bowl 57, 35-35 tie. The kick is good, and Kansas City leads 38-35 with eight seconds to go. Now, back to Bet MGM tonight. Here are Nick Ashu, Trista Crick, and Ryan Horvath on the BetQL Network, presented by Bet MGM. Oh, Jalen Hurts to A.J. Brown, a Harrison Butker field goal. We remember both those sounds, both those sights from the Super Bowl last year. But we're going to get a rematch of it, which won't mean the same thing, but will certainly still mean a lot, especially guys with the way, well, not only Thursday night football has been, but also the matchups on Monday night football. It's like this perfect storm of great, knock on wood, primetime games between tonight and then Monday night with the uh, Eagles and Chiefs, too. Yes, finally. <sighs> finally. I wish it was like this every week. Me too. Me too. But I think we're going to get a good run here. I got I got a good feeling we're going to get a good run. Good attitude. It's going to I like come. that. Yeah. Well, you know what also help? You can flex out teams soon now, too. That's, so. that's why I'm, the flex that's is really why I'm gonna, making that. The flex is going to make it a whole lot better. So Cody Tapp jumps on with us, host of Cody and Gold 610 Sports in Kansas City and Odyssey Station. Uh, I? I'm sure uh, this has been a game that you guys have been looking at and talking about for a while. But, you know, something that I'm more curious about, I think, than anybody else here is we know what Travis Kelsey and his numbers look like when Taylor Swift is in the stands and when they're not. But do we know what he's going to do when his parents are meeting her parents at this game? I'm worried it's going to be a distraction, Cody. Yeah. I mean, it feels like a lot of family in town. Um, (laughs) But, I mean, any more of a distraction than just dating Taylor Swift in general? That is a pretty massive distraction in its own right. And so uh, I think he'll probably adjust just fine. I'm not worried about it. Obviously, I'm wearing the shirt. (laughs) <laughs> based on the quote that she had said in the game. But, I mean, uh, he's got to be used to it by now. I mean, he's got paparazzi phone. He's he's months into this thing. <laughs> the parents dating, I'll admit. We, do we all agree that that is a late-stage relationship thing? Typically, when two sets of parents meet each other, that, yes. that's normally like wedding engagement time. I don't feel like that's just normal, normal early relationship stuff. It's not real, Cody. It's not a real relationship. That's why. It's real, it's Cody. It's fake. It's, it's all fake. No, I don't. Come curi- on. Fake at this point? That's a lot of work for a I'm, fake relationship. I'm no, just not talking. willing to. This is like the moon landing. I'm not going through this amount of work to fake something. It's not worth it to me. Curious how you see all this working out in terms of this matchup. You've got an offense that largely, other than Travis Kelsey, has been very up and down. Some weeks you get Isaiah Pacheco playing awesome. Some weeks you get a Rasheed Rice game. Are we going to find, and I think maybe I asked you this once before, like, who is going to step up and be the go-to guy for Pat Mahomes down the stretch? Like, so, Kelsey's the obvious, like, he'll be there in his back pocket at all times, but it's just down to Rice. I, I'm done trying to, like, seek the third option. So, Andy's been very clear. Peter King came on our station earlier this week, and he said, you know, Andy is still very bullish on Sky Moore, and they're talking about that they've been holding Kadarius Tony back because of the knee surgery before the season. I think that's all just placating. It is Rasheed Rice, and it is Travis Kelsey, and there's not a lot of answers in between. They were hovering around 7th or 8th in points per game, and a lot better than that in efficiency. So I still think that they're more that than, like, the 12th highest scoring team versus it's drugged them down over the last couple of weeks. They're just going to have to do it with less people. I mean, you know, the yards are there. Uh, sometimes the touchdowns are there. For them, it's it's a little bit like the, the Bills. Like, turn it over a little bit less and you'll be okay. But there's no secret weapon for me. It's just Rice and Kelsey. 
Yeah, and I mean, the defense has been excellent. I think they've given up points on 24, 94 drives only this season, which is second in the league. How, how do you see this matchup playing out? Because you have A.J. Brown, who's playing on another level for Philadelphia, and then you have Legereus Sneed, who hasn't given up a touchdown in over 300 snaps this season. So, at this point, there is no reason, I'll try, just no reason to think that the Chiefs can't hold down a number one wide receiver. A.J. Brown has been as good as anyone in the league. But they have shut down every number one wide receiver they've gone against this year. That includes Tyreek. They held him to under 70 yards, yep. no touchdowns. That's at the top of their list. Nobody else. Devontae Adams, you can list as many top wide receivers as you want on their schedule. They have not gotten the better than the Chiefs so far. And I think it's because of its dual thing. One is, Legereus Sneed will just beat you up to the point that he doesn't care if the penalties happen. He'll just keep doing it. He's been called for seven of them in the last two games. So he'll do it. He'll just kind of beat on you a little bit. And Trent McDuffie's one of the best cover corners in the NFL. It's easy to see what Snead did against Tyreek a couple of weeks ago. But there was a slot route where, I mean, Trent McDuffie step for step with Tyreek Hill and forces that big turnover. So it's just the secondary so good. I don't think one wide receiver is going to beat him. Philly will probably have to beat him on the ground. They're a little more susceptible there. You know, we spend so much time, and rightfully so, even over the years with this team, talking about the offense and talking about Patrick Mahomes. But in the past, there's been worries about their defense. Not this season. I mean, they're third in points allowed this year. It's it's When you watch what Kansas City is doing defensively, going back to before the season started, would you say that they're exceeding expectations, or did you expect this big jump from them? No, exceeding. Um, I, I Look, I'd love to just take credit. Like, no, totally saw number one defense <laughs> in the NFL coming. I didn't. I, I just, I thought they'd be a very good defense. The conversation we had on our show before the year was, okay, can they be like a top 10 defense? Because then we're talking and they should be in that range. And based on sack numbers last year, they can do that. But what we ended up finding out is there is no area of weakness. I think that's the difference between this defense and a lot of others that have been in Kansas City or some of the other really good defense in the league. They are deep at defensive line. They've got three guys pacing for 10 sacks. They are deep at linebacker, especially... When Bolton's healthy, but Drew Tranquil's feeling great. They're deep at the corners. We just talked about Snead and McDuffie. Their safeties are good. Like, they don't have as many all-pro players as some elite defenses do, but they're not weak anywhere. That's really why they've been able to hold up, I think, against anybody. The simple secondary part helps their pass rush a ton, too. And that's, that's partially why I think they've been so great. Yeah, completely agree. Who is the team that concerns you the most? Maybe not even in the AFC West, although, man, we were talking about this last night. The Broncos out of nowhere are getting hot. Raiders are playing better football. The Chargers have been a huge disappointment, especially for me because I bet them to win the West. Dumb bet. Uh, I know the Chiefs are 7-2, and two, but who's the team that concerns you the most in the AFC? Because coming into the year, people thought maybe the Bills were for real again, and that doesn't seem to be the case. Miami, anytime they step up in class, they usually get punked. So who does concern you the most? To me, it's just two teams. It is either Cincinnati, depending on if they can get to the postseason. Look, they could lose tonight, really hurt their odds of getting to the postseason. It's different. But if they get there, they're a terrifying seventh seed. I'm not really particularly interested in having to run into them at the wrong time of a postseason run. And then the Ravens. It's the other team tonight. The Ravens, they score more points right now. I, I would I would invest anybody who just watches the league in general. The Chiefs and the Ravens are borderline carbon copy teams. They, they play the same style of football. They win in similar ways. Both the defenses are really good. They're limited at playmaker offensively, but they make it work depending on that. I guess maybe with Keaton Mitchell, maybe maybe there's one more dynamic guy we weren't counting on for the Ravens a couple weeks ago. But those are really similar teams. 
it feels like if they ended up playing each other in an AFC title game, it would just be like 17-14, and I'm not sure which team would come out ahead. But those two, just the ones tonight. Miami's a paper tiger. The Bills look like they've fallen on incredibly hard times, and no one else in the AFC, I take all that serious. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm curious, um, you look at some of the running quarterbacks against the Chiefs, you look at Trevor Lawrence, you look at Justin Fields, and, and even a little bit of Zach Wilson, all three of those were the only quarterbacks that really got busy on the ground. What do you expect with Jalen Hurts, who's kind of battling a knee injury? Do you think that taking his rushing yard props makes sense, or do you think the Chiefs are going to look to shut him down? No, I, I think they'll look to shut that down because they trust their corners. They don't tend to let the running quarterbacks get them the way that they used to. I mean, they'll still get it, right? I mean, those holes that open up. But between what Philly, I think, will try to do against Kansas City on Monday and that, I, I just don't like the props on that because I don't think that the Chiefs are going to give up that that number. And Drew Tranquil's been really, really, really good in that, and so is Willie Gay. Sideline to sideline, Willie Gay's about as good as anybody at keeping running – you know, quarterbacks specifically from getting to the outside and getting big yardage. So those numbers don't make any sense to me just from a, where you're going for it. I think there's probably some value in secondary wide receivers for everyone, um, the Eagles and the Chiefs included. Like one of the lines I think I've already bet is a safe bet for any Chiefs prop in a game is choose one of the low yardage total wide receivers, pick your poison, which one you like the best, and start taking the overs. Because the, the the totals are so low. Like, Sky Moore's 15 and a half. Okay, that's not... He doesn't get way more than that under any given time. But he averaged about 10 more yards per that on a normal game. So, this time I'll take Sky Moore. A couple weeks in a row, it was Justin Watson. Take some low yardage guy and take that guy for the Chiefs. is about as good as you can do. Cody, I'm actually glad you brought that up. Because the last time you were on, you suggested that. And I thought it was a brilliant idea and I tailed you, and thank you, because it worked, and it came through. <laughs> it is absolutely the best thing you could possibly do with that offense, although sometimes you still get burned if somebody like Justin Watson decides he's just not going to get targeted at all, but I guess that's the risk that you have to take. Uh, I, right now, I'm looking at the AFC standings, and I mean, I think no, we knew coming into this year, it was just going to be as loaded as it could be. You knew it was going to be deep. A lot of teams vying for playoff spots in the back end of the AFC. We throw around the phrase must-win game a lot in sports. Sometimes it's real. Sometimes it's a little bit exaggerated. Tonight does feel like, to me, a must-win for the Bengals, just given the fact that you look at where Houston is playing right now and you know maybe the Bills turn things around with a new offensive coordinator. It just feels like their backs are against the wall. Does it feel like a must-win game to the, for the Bengals for you? Yeah, they, they hurt themselves early. The Bills are in a similar spot. Every single loss they take on now, water-wise, is a massive risk of this them missing the postseason. Pittsburgh will always find some way to get to 9 or 10 wins. So if you're not going to get there, and they've already lost to them, and the Bengals have a terrible AFC record, that's really where this comes into play. Not only do they need to do it just to stay where they are, they have a really bad record in the AFC. They're not beating anybody there. So they're going to not have a single tiebreaker against anybody. And I get it, you know, the Colts and the Vikings and some of these other teams on their schedule going forward, maybe that can get them. But seeing how they can lose to the rest of these teams in the AFC North, I don't care if Deshaun's there or not, they really can't afford it. But it still feels like they're in trouble tonight. Just because if you're going to be, like, what limitations are they going to have defensively, right? Um, with, you know, Hubbard out and an injury, Trey Hickinson's coming back in like four games. It just feels like a big risk for them. I, I just think Baltimore's a better team. 
I, I wish there wasn't the hook, and then maybe we'd be betting a little different. <laughs> Going back to the Chiefs, I, I really like um, – well, I like the Eagles at three, and I hate betting against Patrick Mahomes. In your opinion in that game, what's the best bet, whether it's the side, the total, or a player prop? What would be your, you know, your best look in that matchup, you think? Out of those, I, I kind of like the over. Um, I, I know that these two teams defensively have been very good generally in their history, but Philadelphia is bottom five in passing touchdowns allowed, bottom five in passing yards allowed in the NFL. And as much as the Chiefs defense has only given up 24 or less in every game, someone's going to get them. Like, I, I don't think that any NFL team anymore can just expect to go through no question. So the total is something I've already bet. I like it because... I think these two teams are score, and I think there's a little bit of that revenge factor. I think Philadelphia, their offensive linemen have already talked about it. They remember that game. Trent McDuffie has already said he feels like they've got something to prove defensively. I just think there'll be a lot on the line for that game. So the total has interested me from the beginning because I think finally a Chiefs total's gotten low enough that it's worth betting. For the longest time, the markets just didn't adjust. Now I think you can actually start taking the other side. Cody Tapp, 610 Sports in Kansas City. Great to talk to you again, man. Thanks, Cody. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Yeah, the Chiefs' defense is just its a whole different ballgame. If they could get just a little bit more offensively from, I don't know, some consistent wide receiver play, how, how do you beat a team like that? I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait for that game, though, man. I mean, we're, no. we're getting some really good matchups, and uh, this is the best time of the year because now we start to figure out, like, what teams are good. And we knew coming into the season, obviously, though, Philadelphia and Kansas City – Pretty We're going to be real contenders. Unless there was maybe a Super Bowl hangover for Philadelphia, and that doesn't nope. seem to be the case. They're getting better, actually. And A.J. Brown is, I don't think he's human. I think, like, if you ripped off his skin, it would be like the Terminator. I agree. I mean, like, you just, people shouldn't be built like that, be able to run like that, and catch the football like And what's that. nuts is he played center field, too. Right, yeah. He, he could play multiple sports. Yeah, he could, he could, he's like one of those guys that could do anything. Pure yeah. athlete. You know, like LeBron. Although, I don't know that LeBron wants to cross the middle and take hits in the No, NFL. definitely I, not. Yeah, probably. Probably not. He'd, he'd just be a really big wide receiver. they just keep him towards he the takes, sidelines. He, he and, takes contact pretty well in the NBA, though. Yeah, different in the NFL, though. Yeah, totally different. <laughs> different yeah, in yeah. the NFL. Yeah, he's the biggest dude in the NBA, well, you know, weight-wise. Close muscle. to it. Well, he was. You know what? Probably not even anymore. Well, not with Zion in the NBA. Exactly. Is that a fat joke? Because Zion's, No, that's a fact joke, actually. He's trimmed up a little bit. No, he's still like 280. Stop it. You just, oh, you're man. I saw this to do. Kenny Lofton Jr. exists. Oh, yeah, that's true. He's like 300 Bowling pounds. Bowling ball. Yeah, he is, he's the true bowling ball. I saw this on Twitter, and I th it was before the Eagles played, so it would make him now 33-8 and eight since the Nick Sirianni flower-watering press conference. Everybody made fun of him, myself yeah. included. You're like, what is this guy talking about? I kind of get it, but this is weird. I like him. Ever since then. It's good. He's got maybe he's got like a Zen master thing going on. He's, Has to be. He's got it, man. He's got whatever it is. He's got it, and he's. Uh, I like him because he's cocky. He's arrogant, but he's confident in himself, and he looks like he never sleeps. Kind of like myself. He's probably <laughs> up all night watching pit film, even though they got two wins this season. I hope he's not watching them. We took the over on the win total, even though their quarterback Phil Dracovic's now a tight end and doesn't get any run there. But you know what? We like him tonight. Damn it! <laughs> God, three all. I just, I mean, I, I love the random, horrible football teams that you're betting on. It's one of my favorite things in college. All right, we look at where some of the money's going in Thursday Night Football next. Bet MGM tonight.